This is Troy Hartilius. And Micaiah Siegel. And this is attempt number three at getting episode three <laughs> of the Dad Bod Diaries done. And today we're talking about plateaus and where to get started just in your fitness journey in general. So when it comes to starting, there's a lot of factors that go into it, right? If you jump in head on, like running at it, like you're a train, um, it's going to be harder or excuse me easier for you to get overwhelmed like at least me personally so if you're like i'm gonna go to the gym six days a week and i'm gonna change my diet and i'm gonna restrict myself so much if you were like me when i first started i highly advise yes change is good but at the same time you don't want to overwhelm yourself to where it makes you fall off completely if that yeah. makes sense because at least me personally, I was like, okay, I'm desperate to lose all this weight. I'm just going to keep changing everything. And mentally, it just it made me just a little bit more fearful of going in reverse when it is a slow process. And there's a reason that they call it a journey. Yeah. So when you're getting started, the first thing I would say is just build a regimen. I'm going Monday, Wednesday, Friday. No excuses. Those are my days. Either it's before or after work. Um, especially if you're just starting for three days a week is fair. And that's when you start seeing results and start getting into that. If you want to go a little bit more often as you get more into your regimen, then absolutely. But I definitely say the first step is just setting that aside, that consistent time. I'm going to go in every Monday at 6 p.m. or whatever time is best for your schedule. So that way you have that regimen that's already built up. Yeah, it totally makes sense. Um, Fitness is not linear, so there's no end point for fitness. Fitness actually is a circular. So you keep cycling right through it, whether you're 18 or 88. Fitness will always be this cycle that you go through because there will be points in time where you just start, you work really hard, you get to your maintenance phase, and then maybe for some reason you fall off, whether it's a vacation, whether it's an injury, whatever it may be, something causes you to fall off for a little bit, and then you re-engage. But you don't just go right into it 100% again. Typically, especially if it's been a longer break, people then add things on one at a time. So start with consistency. She talked about getting into the gym in a consistent manner. Even if you're not focused in the gym just yet, but you haven't been coming to the gym, just come to the gym and move for a little bit every day. Just come in for a little bit. Even if it can't come every day, like pick two to three days and write them down into a schedule. If you don't write it down, you can't actualize your plan. Um, how about getting started in nutrition? What would you do if you're brand new coming in, like one thing that you would do, two things that you would do to just get started? First off, besides like, writing down what you're currently eating, because when you write stuff down, you realize what you're having, how much you're having, I would definitely say know how much you're putting in your body, like caloric wise. Um, and then start taking things out one at a time. Like let's say you go out, like you're going out with your wife for dinner at least three days a week, or you're stopping by something before you, go, you get home from work or whatever it is. Um, try to think of those factors first before you go changing everything. You need this many grams of protein, carbs, and fats immediately. See, start it with incremental changes. Like, hey, you know what, I do eat out and go to lunch at least three times a week you know maybe i'll set that money aside so then i can do a a huge costco run or a grocery run with healthier foods um that would be one of the first ways to start is see what you're currently eating with like good bad ugly whatever it is with my clients personally i tell them to write down what they're eating for three days 
eating, eating and drinking. And I said, good, bad, ugly, I don't care. I just need to know what you're putting in your body. Yeah. So then, then you can make incremental changes that way. So yeah. that would, I would say would be the first step. I have clients do that and I'll have them put a smiley face or a sad face just depending on how they felt it at the end of the day, whether they had high energy, low energy, uh, whether they felt bloated or sick or whatever it may be because of it. And the days that we have smiley faces you're going to find are days that you eat a little bit more wholesome versus processed foods. And so you'll find that you'll want to start replicating those once you can start seeing that correlation between feeling good and eating good. Um, that's a really easy one to start with as well. Um, yeah. If you guys hear the table shift and Akaya scream <laughs> or me scream out in pain, we're sitting at a three-legged table. Yeah, whoever invented a three-legged table, uh, I'm sorry, I'm giving you the finger right now. Um, because <laughs> it's not like one chair or sorry, one leg is missing. It was designed with only three legs. So then there's been four people or more. There was a client yesterday that just walked in here and tried to put something on the desk and it fell over. So <laughs> I just don't get why someone would have like a three-legged table. <laughs> this is a good idea. <laughs> really Come feng shui, right? You got to live life on the edge. It's got to <laughs> fall over like at least a few times just to keep you on your toes. You got to live life <laughs> on the fourth leg. Agility training. Dodge, <laughs> dodge the table. Dodgeball. Dip, dive, yeah. duck, and dodge. <laughs> um, but seriously, if you're ever in fitness clothes, please don't touch this table. Like, yeah. for your safety, not, in, not for the table. We don't really care about that. If you see a cup on it, just back away. <laughs> yeah. My, one of my first days here, I felt terrible. Akaya's stuff is all back behind the desk. I bump into it. It literally falls and spills out open everywhere. And somebody's coffee was down there. And it is all over the floor. Mm. It's all over sound equipment, everything. I'm scrambling to try to move everything. Kaya's like, my stuff! <laughs> oh, yeah, it was nice about it. Hold on a second. Don't let baby that way. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so don't touch the table if there's a cup on it or however, like, whatever is on it. I don't know how it got on there. Okay, so. Um, also, going back into the, the the nutrition aspect of things, I had a good I had a question from Lori, and she mentioned protein. So this is one of my favorite things to talk about, actually, even though it's such a simple idea um, when it comes to like your macros. But protein powders specifically, um, there's multiple forms of protein powder. So there's whey protein concentrate, and whey protein concentrate is the normal whey that you can get from the store, where it has added carbs and fats inside of it as well. The grams are pretty small, but if you see that there's four, like four to ten grams of carbs or fats or whatever, then that's more whey protein concentrate. Um, and then there's whey isolate. This is my personal favorite. So whey isolate is run a second time. It's cooked a second time, to where the carbs and fats are reduced to almost nothing. Um, just so you, guys, just so you guys are aware. Sorry, damn, I mean to interrupt. When you heat something, you denature the protein, so it makes it more available to get down the, the minor nutrients than having to break it down, okay? So it makes it quicker, more quicker and available for you in your system. Yes, exactly. It digests a lot quicker, too. Um, and then there's whey protein, uh, hydrolyzed protein. Now, hydrolyzed is cooked at a low temperature uh, for a longer amount of time to where it's more of a water base when you put it in your water. Shocking, um, but <laughs> but it, 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 it you, your body literally absorb it absorbs it in thirty minutes or less, and it is pure 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 protein. So why is it important for me to know 
the difference between these and my goals. So let's say you are just working on like weight loss or you're, or you're just getting into a gym regimen and you still incorporate carbs and fats into your diet, then a normal way is perfectly fine and it's affordable. Yeah. No one wants to buy like a $70 protein when they're just starting. That breaks the bank, right? Yeah. So it's affordable for one. And then for two, you still get the same benefit that protein gives you. It just has added carbs and fats, which is fine because you need carbs post-workout anyway to restore your glycogen. Um, and then I'm a bodybuilding competitor. I am going to do a five-month cut starting in mid-March. I don't know if you can hear my enthusiasm. I'm definitely not looking forward to it. But when you are so strict on how many grams of protein, carbs, and fats that you have in your diet, that's why I lean towards isolates or hydrolyzed proteins is because my body doesn't, I need to know how many carbs I'm putting in my system. Even sometimes there are days where I have to go no carb and I'd much, be, I'd much rather have a protein source that's pure protein than worry about the other macros inside there as well. Yeah. Um, and then another one too that I also want to mention is casein protein. Now casein protein is a slow digestion protein. It's digested actually within six hours. So it stays in your system longer. And the reason why I mentioned this one is I have clients who are nurses and they are working 12 to 15 hour shifts always on their feet and they don't have time to eat let alone use the restroom. So when it, they're on the go and they need to get their protein in and so then they're not starving themselves throughout the day, I tell them to have casein protein. That way something is slowly digesting in their body when they're moving around helping a bunch of people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just keep in mind, guys, the pro, the supplement industry is a multi-billion dollar industry that's unregulated. Okay, The FDA does not have to regulate them. They don't have any checks and balances to make sure that what's going into their systems are pure. So I'm going to ask, what is one way you find out if your supplements are what they should be? I definitely read the back. Um, mm-hmm. If something, if one of your uh, protein specifically has something called maltodextrin in it, there was actually an additive that uh, old supplement companies, uh, luckily they've been approved of them now, but uh, supplement companies actually used to add maltodextrin into their protein to where it's a protein filler. So what I mean by that is if, the, let's say the label says it has 25 grams of protein, right? And there's maltodextrin involved, you're more along the lines giving like getting like 10 to 15 grams out of that 25 quote quote that they're telling you. So that's definitely one thing that I look for. And then also make sure to look for sugar. There's There are some proteins that do add sugar. Um, and even though it, you know, won't kill you, like, but, but the, if someone's trying to avoid using high sugar in their diet or nutrition in general, that's something that I look for as well. Okay. What about you? Um, I actually will go to the sport federation that I'm trying to compete in or whatever it may be. Oh yeah. So yeah. like, uh, I'm right now with the USPA and they will have safe supplement guidelines for you because there are supplements that even like... I know just a few, probably like a decade ago, bodybuilding.com was sued because they had spliced things into their supplements that weren't on the label. Mm. And so when it comes back and you get dinged for a bad test or whatever it may be, um, that's when the FDA actually gets involved and finds things out, especially when the NCAA is involved. Mm-hmm. Um, so I usually go off of either NCAA guidelines because they're really, really strict with their players. Or I'll go off the federation that I'm working with, which is the USPA. And so I'll go off of what their guidelines are for safe safe use supplements and brands. 
and go from there typically. Yeah. Um, it just makes it easier because if I do like a drug test in me, I, I'm not going to get dinged and not going to be disqualified because because of that. So. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one more thing that this is just more of like a deep nitpick side of it. Um, you don't have to do this if you don't want to be as like direct about it. But um, let's say I'm getting a protein that's 25 grams per scoop and it has zero grams of carbs and zero grams of fats, right? There's four calories per gram of protein that you consume, right? So if I'm only having a scoop, it should be 100 calories, period. Yeah. Let's say I'm having a scoop and I look at the label and it says there's 25 grams of protein, zero carbs, zero fats, and it's 130 calories there's something in there that yeah. they're just not putting on the label yeah that's one thing to keep an eye out too yeah absolutely um what about let's do some training plateaus uh training plateaus is oh man i love that one first off there is that quote saying hey shock your body shock your system right yeah. which is true um when you're hitting a same regimen doing the same workout every single day your body's gonna be like oh this is what we're doing and it's gonna adjust and plateau right yeah th that's what the beautiful thing about the human body is it adjusts yeah you know so when at least with my clients specifically we're like hey what are you currently doing like are you doing the same thing are you hitting classes um one thing to, that i always 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 recommend is resistance training um, lifting weights or using the machines or doing a class that does that too um, because for every you're able to gain lean body mass and lose fat mass right of course there's ways to mix it up when it comes to resistance training but you can always change the weights yeah. you can always change the way you're lifting it safely with good form by the way um, her eyes way, change so big <laughs> oh my god I've seen some stuff man I've seen some <laughs> stuff like where I'm just like what are you doing <laughs> The fail um, blog videos. Oh gosh, I, I watch those all the time. Not gonna lie. Um, so, so that's a huge one too. And then another thing too is ask somebody, ask a professional. It could be a trainer. It could be someone that you know that has been in it for a little bit longer as well. Because if you mix up your routine or you are you trying to do a new movement, that's going to help with shocking your body and getting past the plateau. Um, versus doing the same thing consistently every day. Yeah. So as like a bodybuilder, you coming into the gym. Let's say you've plateaued and like some of your growth. What are you going to do today to change that for tomorrow? Today, first thing is I would talk to my coach. So I have a coach. I have two two coaches. I Everyone say, should have a coach. Yeah, coaches, is trainers, same, yeah, exactly. Some of that, a professional standpoint that's helping you looking on to the outside. Because I did, I did plateau for a while. I'm like, okay, I'm hitting my workouts hard, but nothing's, nothing's really growing, right? And so he changed up the reps and sets um, the, the rest time as well. And then the movements that I was doing. Um, and that's what got me past it. So personally in my training journey, the way that I get past the plateau is when I ask a professional as well, another professional. Um, and then I kind of see change up reps, sets, weights, and then also, uh, rest times as well. Okay. What about you? Um, so I'm a power lifter. And so what I'll do for mine is obviously all my stuff is going to be focused around the big three and I try to figure out like a deficiency of mine so like if I notice I'm failing at like the bottom of my rep so like for bench for instance if I'm failing at my chest like on the up portion the concentric portion mm -hmm. I'll actually reduce my weight pretty significantly and I'll train going two inches up back down 
all the way up and I'll do it nice, slow and controlled. Oh yeah. Same thing going back and forth. And then I'll even drop the weight further and do slow all the way down and explosion up. Oh slow yeah. Slow all the way down, explosion up. Um, I'll train my push-ups better as well. Push-ups are a way better factor of strength than necessarily bench. They don't always cross, but that's fine. And then I'll train my, uh, oh, like if I'm doing more like isolated work, I'll actually change either the workout itself. So like target it in a different way or I will um, change the tempo in which I'm doing it. So I'll do yeah. nice and slow or I'll change the weight and try to continue with the different weight and reps, whatever it may be. Um, even adding in like bands, like for my deadlifts, the bands, I have 150 pound bands and they've helped me like increase like no other. Those are just fancy, they're yeah. so cool. <laughs> <laughs> the X bands, I don't get paid by them, but they're freaking awesome, check them out. They're definitely really cool. And I like how you mentioned doing controlling the movement, doing explosive training, because there's multiple forms of training. Like there's stability, strength, hypertrophy, power. Um, and when, I've noticed from my personal journey when I do slow controlled movements at isolations as well, yeah. I've gotten more growth with like muscularly than I have if I'm rushing a movement or doing explosive more power based because power based is more cardio based. So if I'm focusing on keeping the muscle under tension, so then you know the micro tears are just a little bit more. Um, if there's more micro tears and I am able to get more of a pump in, I would definitely recommend that. When yeah. I was learning how to lift weights, I would do more explosive movements because I just couldn't get the weight up. The barbell was really heavy. <laughs> All right? Not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then once I got to slow control repetitions, adding pauses, focusing on the concentric and eccentric movements. Um, concentric is forced effort. Eccentric is braked effort. Yes. Yep, yep. Like you're contracting the muscle for yeah. concentric. Eccentric eccentric is controlling on the way down. Yes, um, guys. She just did gun show. Just letting yeah, me yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> Hope you felt it over there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Intense. Um, but that, that's another way that like I like that point too. Where it's like, hey, I'll control the movement. If you're running around like a maniac and not controlling the weight, one, you could potentially injure yourself. And then two, you're doing more like cardio based. Yeah. You know? Um, I'm also going to throw out there unilateral and bilateral work. Those hey, are fancy go. words for two-sided and one-sided work. Um, one-sided work, we always, typically if you look at like anybody that walks into the gym, they're doing um, two-sided work. So they're working both their sides at the same time, whether it's arms, legs, core, everything, right? Um, but unilateral work is actually really good at breaking deficiencies up in our movement. So like maybe you have a strong leg. So then working on like Bulgarian split squats is going to be something that's going to help that weak leg catch up to that strong leg. Yep. I like how you mentioned those too. Bulgarian split squats were my least favorite exercise for multiple years, but I also heard a really good quote where your least favorite exercise is probably the thing that you need to work on the most. And it was true for me when I was doing Bulgarians because my balance is not the best. I trip over flat surfaces because they randomly decide to have a bump for like two seconds and then go back to flat. <laughs> um, so <laughs> my balance is just not there. She's beauty and not grace. Okay. So when I was doing Bulgarians, I'd get really, really frustrated I'd be like, because I couldn't keep my balance while doing the movement. But the more I did it, the more stability I got and it helped increase my squat like no other. So, um, kind of wrapping everything up, if we're looking at like three takeaways from today, what would be your three takeaways for someone who's brand new, who's just getting into the gym, 
what would be your three takeaways for them? Three takeaways would definitely be consistency, making sure that you're hitting your gym, the gym at least three times a week when you're first getting started to get into the regimen. Second part with nutrition-wise is finding what you're currently eating uh, and then finding little tweaks that you can do here and there before you do overall change. And then training is find something that um, one challenges you too. And if you have any questions, ask somebody around you too for what's best for you and your goals. Like Troy trains way differently than I do. Um, and just like I train differently than someone else. Yeah. So find what works best for you and stick with it for a while. And then if you hit a plateau, then that, that's the time to change it up. You stole mine. I was that did it really? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Um, consistency is definitely one that I would say. And then um, my second one is make small changes. So be consistent with small changes and add more small changes over prolonged time. So like every week, try something small that you can layer onto what you're already doing and being consistent with and create consistency in it before you change it up. So like if you're getting into the gym three days a week, great. Now let's add in, oh, I'm cutting out one of my coffees a day or I'm cutting out my energy drink in the day or whatever it may be. That small change though will build up over time and it will help create good positive effects for the rest of your life. All right. So this is Akaya Siegel. And Troy Hartilius. And we're out.